very good morning to you. This is Money Talk Extra with me, Peter Lewis. On this Saturday's programme, we're going to discuss a difficult topic. How to cope financially when the main breadwinner in the family passes away or you're faced with mounting hospice care costs, funeral costs and disagreements over inheritance matters. Jimmy Lamb talks with a Money Talk Extra listener who is facing just that situation. I'll discuss the importance of life insurance to help provide a financial cushion for your family or dependents. And in our investment segment, we're going to take a look at high dividend yield strategies. If you would like one of our experts to take a look at your personal financial situation and provide advice, then please do email moneytalk at rthk.hk. You'll also find plenty of resources and links to today's programme on our Facebook page, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. Life insurance is the most common type of insurance policy in Hong Kong, and it's designed to cover the financial needs of your family or dependents in the event of your death. If you're the main breadwinner in a family, you need to give careful thought to how your family would cope financially if the worst were to happen. But there are many different policies with a wide range of costs. Some people take out unnecessary policies, whilst others pay high costs and end up being overprotected. The reverse also occurs where people take out cheap policies only to find they're not adequately covered. Joining me now to guide us through the decision-making process when it comes to life insurance is Milton Choi, who's a registered financial planner. Good morning, Milton. Good morning, Peter. Milton, what's the purpose of life insurance? Mm, actually, life insurance, as you have said, is actually some for some protections of a life loss. So traditionally, people think that they may only get money after the insured person is dead. But in actually, most of the products now have some critical illness protections. When a person has cancer, uh, heart diseases, stroke, etc., they will also have the some uh, protected. So therefore, actually, pretty much everyone of us to consider uh, those uh, in life insurance. Yeah. So. Is that for all of us? or Yes, there... because actually both all of us will have some illness over our life or actually eventually we'll all that at some stage. So the life insurance component really is for um, if you have dependents. If you don't have people who are dependent on you, that's not so critical. But the illness cover, the critical illness cover, you might need to cover periods of out of work or yeah. not having an income. Is that correct? Yeah, so that's why... Uh, Although you may, you may not need to financially support any people, but indeed uh, those kind of expense can be covered by life insurance. So uh, even though you're just a one person, though you may need some uh, insurance to help you to cover those medical expense. And how much coverage do you need typically? Um, typically, I recommend my clients to like have five years of uh, coverage of their annual income. Uh, the reason, rationale is that uh, if they have critical illness, uh, they may take three years for recovery for cancer. It's very typical. And then they may need two more years uh, for recovery uh, to get back their own health before they can go back to job market. So pretty much uh, five years, the minimum uh, bar that you have to got for your coverage. Yeah. Now, there are many different types of products with lots of different features, aren't there? Could you explain some of the main types of life insurance products? Mm, sure, sure. Uh, I think uh, from the general public, they can uh, most cities find two different things. One is called term insurance. One is called uh, some insurance with cash values. For term insurance, uh, they do not have cash values. Uh, actually, the the annual premium after you have paid, if you do, you've if you do not have any critical illness, and if you are not dead, actually all pre 
payment is gone and you get nothing from it and you need to keep paying it every year until you are sick or you're dead. But for those with cash values, you can pretty much like you are paying some money to buy a flat and you have uh, pay a fixed years of times like 10 years, 15 years, and then you have a fixed coverage. And after the matru- uh, after reaching that years, you no longer need to pay that premium and you cover pretty much for the whole life. Yeah. These cash value products, they're typically, they have a savings scheme attached to them. They're yeah, a type of yeah, endowment yeah. policy yeah. Where, where you can save as well at the same time. Yes. And in the term policies, can you cover for like short periods or for your whole life? Or, or, or do you have an option of how long you want to be covered for? Uh, indeed, for those term insurance, you are pay- paying annually. So if you stop paying the premium, then the coverage is gone. So pretty much you can decide it uh, to end it whatever you want. Maybe after 65 years old, you do not want the insurance anymore. Just stop paying it. So it's pretty much de- decide on your own for term insurance. And what is is the cost scheme? Presumably, they have varying levels of cost yeah, depending yeah. upon the type of insurance that yes, you have. Yes, increase with your age because you are more prone to illness or death when you get older. Right. And if you have a policy with a savings component and then you go and cancel early, are there penalties for doing that? Uh, yes, because uh, for those policies with cash values, uh, they usually have a year that's about break-even. So if you cancel a policy, we call it surrender. If you surrender your policy early before that break-even years, you will lose some money. Uh, like you have paid like 10,000 premiums already, but you surrender it too early, you may get only 6,000, 7,000. Yeah. So the key thing is if you're considering an endowment policy, yeah. you have to be prepared to hold it to maturity. Otherwise, you could end up losing money yeah. on the policy. Uh, if, not whole, whole, if not for a whole life, maybe at least uh, 10 or 15 years, yeah. And how do you work out what the payout could be on these? Because it's quite complicated, isn't it? The, uh... Yeah, but I think, yes, because uh, if we want, really want to calculate the return, we pretty much need to learn about the concept of present value, future values, which may be too difficult for our audience to understand. Uh, and also different kinds of uh, insurance company, uh, they will have their projected values on their proposals. So it pretty much is difficult for uh, our customers to seek to compare so it may be more helpful for them instead of looking at the return uh, there is a key performance indicator we call it uh, the fulfillment ratio which is required by governments for all financial institutions to release their payment history in the past because they may say that they will pay a lot in the proposal but in there they pay a little bit so we have to look at the, uh, the fulfillment ratio as a way to evaluate the return and some of these um, life insurance policies have savings components, which is a, a guaranteed cash value yes. and some are dividends. Is yep. that correct? Yes. So the dividends really vary. You have yep. no idea what they're going to be over time. Um, indeed, uh, maybe I'll begin with the guaranteed very first because actually our actuaries in those uh, insurance companies, they will project uh, the return by the investments, the surrenders, also the claims, etc. to see uh, uh, what they project, how much they're going to pay out. And so the guaranteed value pretty much is the uh, minimum level that our actuaries guarantee that our company is able to pay you and for the dividends is after simulations they expect that the company can pay, can pay it so therefore a cohe 
coherence to what I've said before about the fulfillment ratio. It's really about how the actuaries did a great work. Uh, if they have done a great work, then the performance should be matching what they have said on the proposal, which may be a 100% fulfillment ratio. If the actuary is not doing a great job, then they may pay a little much lower than it was, and then they will have a lower fulfillment, fulfillment ratio. So the key thing is these projections that yeah. come with these policies, they are just that. They're- yeah, just saying. But what are really happening is more important. Right. Okay. And should you regularly review your life insurance policies? Because your your life circumstances change, don't they, as, as they get older. So maybe what started off as a, an adequate policy might be different if you go and get married, for example, or, or something happens later in life. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Uh, because like uh, m- maybe some clients, they have their policies uh, already ready at like 20 years old. They may be earning just uh, 15000 a year. And then maybe after 20 years, they're earning 50000 already. So having in twice is not making sense if we just uh, buy at a young age and not reviewing it. And we may have more dependence and also we have a job changes, we may have mortgages, etc. We may become indebted. So that's why it's really important to uh, find a trusted partner to review it uh, from time to time to see if they're well protected. That's registered financial planner Milton Choi.